Are you on Patreon yet? If not, go to patreon.com slash the bittersweet life podcast. Supporters there get access to exclusive episodes of the show. Commentary episodes where we listen back to an old episode of the show and cringe sometimes at what we were like then. Extended episodes where we make compilations, put together shows on a common theme. So say you're really interested in Rome, you can find a whole bunch of tips in one place. That's just the beginning of the bonuses over at patreon.com. So check it out. Look for the Bittersweet Life podcast and support the show if you can. I'm Kitty Sewell in Seattle. Tiffany Parks, my co-host, is in Rome, and we are so grateful to you for tuning in. So grateful, in fact, that if you support the show at any level, you'll get a handwritten thank you note in the mail. We're so glad you found your way here. Hello, I'm Tiffany Parks, and this is A Bittersweet Moment with Katie Sewell. Hello, this is The Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell, and this is your midweek bittersweet moment. And I don't know about you, but during this time of coronavirus, I have spent a lot of time walking around my neighborhood. Which is what we're going to do today. Uh, I'm outside, going through my back gate here. These are the streets right around my house that I have been walking almost every single day since March. And yeah, it is getting a little boring. But I'll tell you something. This is another thing I'm always interested in in neighborhoods. There's lots of beautiful things in neighborhoods, interesting houses, trees you like. But there's also little quirky things about neighborhoods, and over time, especially over months and months of time, you start to notice them. So I thought I would share some of them with you. My neighborhood is in Seattle. It tends to be a little bit on the windy side because it's a neighborhood that's surrounded on many sides by water. So we have a tendency to have breezes coming in from the bay. All right, so it doesn't take long, just that long to come to the first quirky thing in my neighborhood. And that is an ever-changing scene of skeletons, plastic skeletons, of course, not real ones, that are every day set up in a different arrangement. Right now, they're seated on the lawn of my neighbor's house watching a puppet show. Last week, they were sitting on a picnic blanket having a barbecue. All along the way during this journey, I'm going to be taking pictures for you. So if you follow us on social media, Instagram or Facebook, uh, we will be posting the pictures there so you can follow along. Just look for the Bittersweet Life podcast or at Bittersweet Pod. So these uh, skeletons, though, to paint the picture, are seated on the ground. They have sunglasses on their head. They are all wearing masks, except for the children's skeletons, because there are two tiny ones. And a puppet show is going on with Donald Duck and Goofy behind a a table that's been folded on its side. And now over in the corner of the display is a dog, a skeleton dog, that's chasing a skeleton squirrel up the tree. So I'm going to set this down real quick, take a photo, and then I'm going to show you some of the other weirdo things in my neighborhood. (laughs) 
when I used to work for the radio station, the public radio station here in Seattle, I always wanted to do a regular segment that um, was about walking in neighborhoods and how when you are in a neighborhood for a long enough time, sometimes you notice fairly strange things. And I always wanted to do some sort of a show that just investigated what those strange things were. Like, for instance, I used to live by a house that had a carport. And over the carport was a sign. And excuse the wind, I'm sorry, I told you. Um, Over the carport was a sign that said Billy's Beach. And in the carport was parked a really old car. And behind that car, every single week, a new bouquet of flowers would be set in a vase. Over the course of that week, those flowers would die. And then come the weekend, a new set of flowers would be set out. And the process would begin again. I always wanted to know what this was about. What was the ritual that was being performed here? But I never had the courage to ask. (laughs) To ring the door and ask. And then, of course, one day... The sign was gone, the car was gone, and the flowers were gone. And I never did find out anything more about Billy's Beach. And that kind of got in my head that there's there's a lot of interesting stories around your own neighborhood if you just do good noticing, as they say. Look around, see what's interesting, what's odd, what's strange. Here we have arrived at another strange sight in my neighborhood. This one in particular that is one that Derek really doesn't like. (laughs) It is a rock that looks like a toe with a toenail. And it especially looks like a toe with a toenail because they've painted it a a peach color. And they've painted the toenail a different color. A light blue in this case. And every so often they change the design that's on the toenail. Right now, the design is a nurse's cap. (laughs) And every single time we walk by that, Derek says, I sure wish they would get rid of that. (laughs) He just thinks this disembodied toe is the grossest thing (laughs) ever. (laughs) We do have a fairy tree in my neighborhood. And right now on the fairy tree, a fairy tree basically is any tree in Seattle. There's a lot of fairy trees in Seattle. But they're usually set up so it looks like the tree has a door going into it, some windows, there's paths around it. Some look really legit. (laughs) I used to live in a neighborhood called Wedgwood, and there was a fairy tree there that was so gorgeous and realistic that you felt like you just wanted to move right in. The one in my neighborhood is not that way. (laughs) It's a little bit more uh, chaotic and uh, kitschy, but the little kids in the neighborhood love it. And on the on the tree right now is a sign that says hi friends we have exciting news in fairyland our dear little cat friend who wears the red scarf now has a name her name is mittens thank you miss abby for suggesting the name and uh the cat in the red head scarf is sitting right in the middle of fairyland right now under an archway that's labeled mittens and of course i'll take a picture for you but also in Fairyland, the tree itself is not just magical here. There's toadstools that have doors in them. There's a little ceramic teapot that has a door in it. There are a whole bunch of little c- ceramic rabbits and fairies around. So this is a full-on scene. There's even a grill. So it's summertime. Next to Fairyland here, there is also a mailbox that says, Hi friends, we're very excited about our new mailbox. If you would like to drop off a note or a letter for us, 
We would love to hear from you. You can also ask us questions and we will leave an answer for you. Be sure to sign your name. The hedgehogs are very tidy and they clean the mail- mailbox daily. And there are two little hedgehogs guarding the entrance of the mailbox, like little tiny ceramic hedgehogs. Now, obviously, a lot of this stuff is set up for kids. There's a lot of stuff set up for kids right now. A number of months ago now, I told you about people in the neighborhood were kind of creating an independent scavenger hunt for kids by putting bears in the front windows of their homes. Some are in the big bay windows. Some are just in little tiny pocket circle windows. But lots and lots of houses have them. And so throughout this pandemic, kids have walked around the neighborhood spotting little friends in windows. And to be honest, so have adults. I mean, I'm walking around this neighborhood all the time by myself too, and I am spotting the little creatures in the window. Unfortunately, my favorite bear moved away. Uh, (laughs) uh, It was so cute, propped up a really old fashioned looking bear that was standing on its legs. It was kind of one of those old toy bears that's stiffer, maybe not one you'd want to cuddle with, but stiffer legs, standing up, it was waving. It looked like it was maybe from the 1930s, 1940s. But that house is now empty and the people I presume have moved away. So I no longer get to spot my favorite bear on these walks anymore, but the placement of creatures, fuzzy, big and small, persists, as does this pandemic. So I've showed you some of the things that are for kids in the neighborhood. I'm gonna show you one of my favorite things. I don't think that they specifically did this for me, but I appreciate it. I really like bees. Not yellow jackets, nobody likes them. But bumblebees, honeybees, I love watching them. I love their energy. And where I'm standing right now is my neighbor's house, which is about a block up the street from me. And they have ripped out their entire front lawn and replaced it with lavender. So they have their own personal lavender field. And as you look across it, it is just hundreds of bees hard at work. It not only smells terrific, it's very productive. And as the bee populations in the world suffer, the idea of doing something like this seems like a dream to me. And I don't know, this pandemic goes on long enough. Derek and I are going to be ripping up our front lawn to do just such a thing. I wonder if we can hear any of the bees if I get this microphone close enough. All right, hang on, I'll try. very very faintly it was interesting because it was raining the other day for his day and in a number of weeks because it's been a beautiful sunny summer here and i happened to be walking past this lavender field in my neighbor's yard and all of the bees were clinging below the flowers onto the stems and just sort of riding the rain out swinging back and forth with a little protection it was really interesting to see as interesting and lovely as these things are, I'm, I've walked through past these things hundreds of times now. <laughs> oh, look over there. There's the elephant head that's stuck in a bush. Yep. Seen that a million times. And no, it's a stuffed toy elephant. <laughs> it's there for kids, of course. But if you see little observations in your neighborhood as well that you would want to share with me, I'd be interested to know what you are also seeing. It's interesting what sites become somewhat normal the longer this pandemic stretches on. That seemed unusual at first. 
I remember the first time I was taking a walk and I passed a car that had a face mask hanging from the rear view mirror. And I thought, wow, isn't that a picture of our time? And now that sight is so common. I'm constantly seeing masks in cars hanging from the rear view mirror. Another sight that's unusual to this year is that because the seniors had no graduation from high school, people have lawn signs that mark the house. They often say something like 2020 grad. Sometimes they have the name of the student, 2020 grad. Congratulations, Annika. They often say what school the senior would have graduated from sort of as a way of marking it. It's become as commonplace as seeing stuffed animals in people's windows or signs that say, thank you, essential workers, all things that were once unusual. There's also a lot of signs in my neighborhood with positive messages. I don't know if they're in every neighborhood in the city, but they are here. And they say things like, don't give up. We will get through this. Together, we're stronger. Things like that. Positive, encouraging messages typed up and put on cardboard. And finally, there are a lot of games in our neighborhood now. <laughs> Lots of kids drawing hopscotch things on the ground. And then there's the Ministry of Silly Walks. Now these are signs that are placed on certain stretches of sidewalk. The sign says, you have now entered the jurisdiction of the Ministry of Silly Walks. Commence silly walking immediately. No camera recordings or pictures are being taken, just pure unabashed silliness. And you're supposed to start walking silly from this sign all the way to the next one, which could be three, four houses away. One other thing I really like to spot, and I could talk about this because Tiffany's not here. I'm a big fan of spiders. <laughs> and I think that they're particularly the orb spider, which make those incredible webs in the shortest periods of time, are just the most remarkable creatures. And they're so helpful. You know, they are actively killing the fruit flies in my house. They are catching the mosquitoes outside of it. I know that a lot of you have a visceral reaction to spiders, but I feel like they are just our allies in the insect world. They are fighting the good fight, and they're doing it with quite a bit of artistry as well. Not just the perfect orb, like the Charlotte's Web orb, but the really complicated webs that they build. Some are dome-shaped, some are like this intricate tunnel that bugs get funneled into and can't find their way out of. I mean, I just think these creatures, while maybe startling in their looks, are so great that for me, if you can stand it, try to not automatically smash them. Please, just for me. Think of them as your allies. And think of them as really small in a world where you are much bigger. That's my PSA for today. And one final thing, we're rounding the corner back to my house. I come to one of the many, many libraries. Now, if you don't have a mini library in your town, they're all over the United States now, I think. But what they are is they're little tiny boxes. They often look like the house that they're staked in front of. And they are places where people give books away. You fill the library with books that you're willing to let people take and people take them and then bring new books back. And it just is this ever-changing rotation of things to read that you don't have to pay for. And they're all over the neighborhood. People really got on board with this idea about six years ago, I think. And I wanna share one really funny thing real quick about this mini library that's right by my house. One time, as I was walking by, I happened to notice that the order of the books 
the way that the books that they were giving away, the titles of those books rather, set out a sort of a, a full arc storyline. And here is what the titles were. The first book was My Husband is Gay. The next book was The New Rules of Marriage. The next book was And Baby Makes Three. And the next book was How to Improve Your Marriage Without Talking About It. I thought that that made almost a perfect storyline. <laughs> There's a full short story right there if anybody wants to write it. Well, thanks so much for joining me on this little walk. Definitely one that I'm getting tired of, just as you might be getting tired of the walks around your neighborhood. But I do find that if you take the time to notice the little differences, the funny things your neighbors are doing, the changing of the seasons, we've certainly watched that this year. We watched it go from tulips to dahlias. We watched the roses come in. We watched all the pollen come off the trees. We've watched the grass go from green to brown, all in these few square blocks. What are you noticing? Tell us about it. You can send us an email or voice memo to bittersweetlife at mail.com. You can also see the pictures from my walk at Instagram or Facebook. Just look for the Bittersweet Life podcast. And until next time, this is the Bittersweet Life. I'm Katie Sewell. Thanks for being with me on my walk. Bye. Thanks for joining us. Subscribe to the show if you haven't already. And if you love it, leave us a good review. And please tell all your friends about us. Also, if you have an idea for a bittersweet moment, send it to us by email or voice memo. We're at bittersweetlife@mail.com, Or you can just find us at the contact page at thebittersweetlife.net. Or on all the social medias, just search for The Bittersweet Life. Bittersweet Life.